Servus und herzlich willkommen to the Bavarian Podcast Works Postgame Show. This is Schnitzel and I will be reviewing Bayern Munich's 5-3 victory against Augsburg. And what a thrilling game it was. Absolutely spectacular. I still haven't gotten over the emotions uh, concerning the game. And I, I'm not really excited because it was a nerve-biting, uh, exciting, you know, thrilling game or whatever from a Bayern point of view. Yes, it was very exciting because there were a lot of goals. It was highly entertaining. But from, I guess, the fifth minute on, it did not look like Bayern were going to be in any trouble this game, at least to me. It was thorough domination and at some point it didn't really <coughs> sorry about that it didn't really matter that uh, Augsburg scored goals because Bayern were basically playing in fifth gear for almost the entirety of the game and they did not look trouble at all yes Augsburg managed to score three but I think that was more to do with Bayern ball watching and not playing to their usual standards like if they defended anywhere close to how they actually did against PSG then uh, they would have definitely kept a clean sheet and this would have been demolition of sorts like they would have been way more efficient maybe scored 10 goals and also conceded none but this game did not require the same level of I guess seriousness it probably did not require the same uh, energy the same enthusiasm from the players so it was definitely turned down a notch you know it was in the same gear and uh, Bayern just toyed basically with uh, Augsburg the entire game and Augsburg they did get a few chances but none too uh, glaringly uh, obvious none too close to give the game away the ones that they got they did use properly but yes three goals for pretty much what Augsburg deserved nothing more nothing less but Bayern definitely could have scored a lot more which tells you so much about Bayern's quality because Augsburg started really well they started with a low block and their formation was very similar to what they used in the Hintrunder to defeat Bayern Munich. It was a 4-2-3-1 with Berisha up top, who is a really good striker, always like scoring against Bayern, flanked by Demirovic, Meyer, and uh, Bello. And in the midfield, it was Baumgartlinger and Engels, uh, as always, the double pivot, really, really solid. And Pedersen, uh, Bauer, Gumni, and... Uh, uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. I think I heard the commentator say it once, but uh, it's it's a nightmare. I probably murdered it. But uh, I do know that Gikiewicz is uh, how, or Gikiewicz is how, you know, the goalkeeper's name is pronounced. So that was a really solid formation and it was actually close to their best. While Bayern Munich fielded a very, very rotated lineup, heavily rotated line lineup, I should say, and it was far from the best Bayern eleven. And this featured Gnabry up front, uh, flying by Zane and Mane. Mane and Gnabry kept changing their roles, so it wasn't anyone being a striker as such. It was more wide uh, forwards, uh, kind of like what Liverpool used to employ with uh, uh, Mohamed Salah and Mane. And uh, Joshua Kimmich and uh, Muziala in midfield, flanked by Cancelo and Davies, well, the formation was a three-four-two-one, or rather three-five-three-four-two, uh, three-four-three on paper, but it constantly morphed to a two-man backline because the rest of the players were all attacking, and as you will see in the analysis shortly, Pavard was pretty much 
uh, an attacking threat for the entirety of the game and uh, he kept venturing forward there was a lot of defensive stability towards the early attacking period as well that offered Bayern this whole spell of complete dominance that from an Augsburg perspective was really sad because they couldn't get out of their own box and despite putting 11 players in the box and constantly trying to defend every single ball they still conceded four goals which speaks volumes about Bayern's quality in attack and the fact that they conceded just one goal in the first half despite playing a very dangerous you know back line that was pretty much camped inside the final third for the entirety of the game tells you just how much control Bayern exerted over Augsburg it was it was just thorough dominance absolutely superior in every way and uh, Bayern deserved that victory and uh, the lineup was heavily rotated yes but Nagelsmann I think made a lot of really nice tactical adjustments he had Cancelo fired from the very beginning I think the substitution helped with that you know being subbed out being benched for a little while can do wonders to your you know performances on the pitch uh, especially if you're a world-class player who is motivated to perform and to start every single game. And Davies was pretty much a winger the entire game, so I don't really count him as a defender this game. And that was the formation going into the game, and it was very clear. This game was obviously of lesser consequence than the game against PSG, so the players could be heavily rotated. But obviously they had to get the victory because Dortmund is really close and they would probably be in first position if uh, Bayern faltered because they seem to be winning every single game in the Bundesliga anyways. I mean, it's true that they do not care about Europe, but at least they're keeping pace in the Bundesliga. Coming to the game statistics, I think uh, it was very obvious that Bayern dominated every single stat. Yes, they did score five goals, but uh, other than that, they were really, really dominant throughout the pitch. They had 23 shots, 8 shots on target, 66% possession, absolutely bossing on every stat, 579 passes completed, which is more than, which is pretty much twice the number of passes that Augsburg made, twice, and with a passing accuracy of 87% overall, which is insane, considering Augsburg had just 72% passing accuracy with 295 passes. And we also fouled fewer times, Bayern had uh, uh, one more yellow card, but that's okay. I think the referee was more on Augsburg's side the entire game, and we will see more why exactly I think that. But uh, from the from the very beginning, the calls were all going to Augsburg. Yes, they did start in a very fiery fashion. They were always attacking the entire time. They were always, you know, trying to press and get Bayern in uncomfortable situations. For the first five minutes, it felt like Augsburg were trying to take the game away from Bayern at the very beginning. And uh, Berisha just showed how lethal Augsburg can be in the attack. He scored within the first two minutes. So he gets the ball. He takes a really nice first touch. It was a fortuitous uh, bounce off Pavar's head, but I think uh, the defense was caught ball watching. Uh, Upamecano, Pavar, and Cancelo could have done better in that situation. But uh, that being said, not taking anything off uh, Berisha's finish, which was really, really good. It's very, very nice quality finish. And I think the goal was what Bayern needed to wake them up because they thought this was going to be cruise control, but uh, that goal basically brought them back to reality. And from then on, it was complete domination. And you knew 
inside that Bayern was going to score just because of how many chances they created. The passing sequences were brilliant. Nagelsmann got his team into these structured triangles, you know, pressing every single player whenever possible to dispossess them, and it really worked wonders. And Joao Cancelo, who was really fired up for the game, scored the first goal. Really, really wonderful goal. Well taken. Assist from Leroy Zane, I believe. But uh, take nothing away from uh, that goal from Joao Cancelo. He controlled it with a wonderful first touch, took a dummy dribble and then slotted it with a lot of power past the goalkeeper. And uh, Gikiewicz stood no uh, chance, especially since the defender in front of him covered most of that uh, sort of uh, vision space, you know, didn't uh, quite get the view of the ball and therefore uh, couldn't stop the ball. But it was a really nice goal. Very, very nice dominant fashion, you know, Bayern controlling proceedings from then on till the end of the game, just thoroughly dominating. And then came the second goal from Benjamin Pavard, who was scintillating in attack today. And I say this also because I believe Bayern Munich should extend him very soon because, yes, he did have his mind off. Uh, the game and maybe uh, had himself focused elsewhere on maybe pastures that he believed were greener at that time wasn't really intent on staying at Bayern but now that his performances seem reinvigorated now that he seems like the player he was at the beginning of the season just unstoppable both defensively and offensively you know this game is just testament to that I believe that we should probably just extend him if you're not going to sign Joao Cancelo anyways because uh, Pavard is a machine. He's a really, really good player and he has a very high work rate. Very intense player. Gives us all for for the club. So I think we would be well served if we kept him on the pitch because it's a conundrum. Every single Bayern defender is playing excellently. And it's true that the squad may be too stacked but when it comes to Bayern's defense and you know the injury situation, it can never be too stacked in my opinion. So I think we should have a Stanisic, Pavard, Hernandez, a Delict, uh, Upamecano, Davies, uh, and uh, yes, I, I think that's it. I'm sorry, Bunazar, uh, you know, probably not cut out for you. And uh, I, uh, oh yeah, of course, Mazrawi. I mean, I can't forget uh, Mazrawi, you know, just made his return this game, really excellent player. Yes, he did only get a substitute appearance, but uh, going to get a lot more minutes going forward. And uh, I don't think we're going to sign Joao Cancelo simply because uh, that right-hand side is stacked. You know, Pavard, um, um, who else? Oh, God, uh, Stanisic and uh, Mazraoui. But that being said, if we do sign Cancelo, it'll be incredible. You know, look at that defense. That is definitely Europe's best. That is undisputed. That is just, there's just so much quality in there. And it, was a, it played a huge role in the domination of proceedings, after which... The 35th minute, again, Benjamin Pavard scores an absolute screamer of a goal. Wonderful volley, takes a jump and scores in a belter, you know. So Benjamin Pavard doesn't score goals uh, very often, but when he does, they're absolute screamers. And uh, he dominated this game. This was his game, you know. Just just brilliant, relentless play. A lot of passion, a lot of intensity. The fourth goal was a Sané header. Really nice pickup from Sané, you know, right place, right time. And uh, Sadio Mane did quite a lot of the work in the area and uh, he was pretty impressive towards the first half. But I think 
Mane shot making was quite poor in the game overall and I wish he could have done a little better on that front because if he can he would probably score like two or three goals every single game and he does score two or three offside goals every game which we will also come to because it's a recurring problem yeah and it one one cannot help but think that if he would not score all these offside goals, if he would actually be on the right side of these goals, these situations, then maybe he could be the X factor, you know, that Bayern could use to decide some very close games, to decide some big games. And we need the clutch Sadio Mane back, you know, the one that took Liverpool to the Champions League victory. We need that Sadio Mane. Then came the second half, you know, which was also pretty much thorough by dominance. Of course, uh, Augsburg managed to get two goals, but they were pretty much consolation goals. Like, at, 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 at some point, Bayern didn't really care. And also, I think one of the goals shouldn't have been awarded by the referee because, yes, it was a penalty and uh, that, that was all fair. But uh, it was two touches taken by Berisha, you know, when he... Uh, shot the sh- shot shot the goal shot the ball into the into the net and uh it was unfortunate that it was two touches but you know he slipped and on that uh on that front he did uh touch the ball twice with both legs before it went into the goal and that means it should have been ruled out but the referee didn't do his job as always he was actually not very good this game and uh, i can't believe that he did not uh, deem that you know worthy of getting cancelled out because according to the rule book it should have been scrapped out and uh, some games are decided by the finest of margins so the referee definitely should have done better you know but i guess uh it didn't matter in the end because Bayern were just too dominant anyways um towards the very end uh i think it, i believe it was uh can cardona who got a goal uh, irvin cardona from uh, augsburg i believe he was a substitute i'm not sure i think yes he was probably a substitute he got a goal a consolation goal Honestly, I know this is harsh, but yes, Augsburg earned those goals. It really didn't matter, though. It's almost like the defense switched off and they were just on hibernation mode because, uh, you know, they've already uh, pretty much done the job and they just wanted to go on cruise control. Of course, this shouldn't happen in big games. The defense cannot afford to switch off, but uh, considering this was the same Delect and Upamecano that we saw against PSG pocketing their entire front line, I'm not too concerned. I just think the defense switched off simply because sometimes, so I've made this observation before, I believe that Bayern sometimes plays at the level of their opponents. Sometimes they just decrease the quality of their play when they're facing worse opponents simply because I think it's something to do with the mentality, you know. They think that they would just have a stroll, just a walk in the park and to be very fair, this game was thoroughly dominant from the very beginning and we did score five goals. So I don't think the team was in any uh, danger of conceding as many goals and giving the game away. So I thought that they probably believed the same and that is why they switched off. But that's okay because I think this performance was amazing. I think Nagelsmann did a lot of the right things. Of course, the defense switching off, delict, you know, earning a dumb penalty, all those things are not... Uh, under the court's influence but from a tactical point of view he got everything right the attack was fluid it was superb beautiful passing sequences amazing pressing triangles and uh, really good use of the players good use of the substitutions he gave uh, Daily Blind some minutes too when uh, we all know that Blind shouldn't really be on the pitch uh, 
in games of any consequence because I, I believe he hasn't been uh, good any time he's been on the pitch this season. And yes, that's not his role. He was simply signed to be a sort of a plug to plug in gaps. And that's exactly what he did in this game as a sub as well. Now we will do a short player-by-player -player analysis. Uh, quickly, just uh, recapping everything. I think uh, Sadio Mane had a pretty active game. Uh, just not good enough in finishing. Quite poor, actually. His first touch isn't great. And he scores a lot of offside goals, which is getting annoying. He should really try and position himself better. Maybe some coaching drills that involve him making runs behind the defense would be helpful. I think this was a problem he also had in Liverpool, but not to this extent. He's scoring way too many offside goals, you know. And some of them are blatantly obvious offsides. So I'm not sure if this is something to do with his game, maybe him making a run too quickly or just, you know, not being in sync with the rest of the team, which is something that needs to be ironed out. Gnabry had a pretty active game, but uh, didn't also, uh, wasn't, wasn't very clinical up front. And I really wish he could you know, sort of polish himself to be a bit more consistent because uh, he did score a goal against PSG. So I think we all knew that he wouldn't do much in this game. And then he would randomly have a rough patch towards the end of the season where he scores in five games on the trot. And then he'll go back, you know, for half a year into the cave, in, you know, into hiding. So this is typical such Gnabry. Uh, but if he scores in the Champions League semis and then the finals, you know, if we get there in the first place, wow. I'm being too brave here, but uh, that is how much confidence I have in this team. You know, they just look amazing. If we get that far and if he scores vital goals for us, then I think that's enough to sort of guarantee or uh, rather defend uh, his, his performances because he does score crucial goals and he has the ability to change games by himself. And I wouldn't want to see him play for any other team because I know for a fact that if he is in the if Bayern is in the receiving end of the Gnabry treatment you know the Gnabry's uh, creations uh, the chef then uh, we would be served goals on the platter but in terms of actually conceding the goals you know we would be forced to swallow the goals instead of you know be on the scoring end of those so I wouldn't really want that because uh, Gnabry well he is like that. He, he can just have a really torrid game, torrid uh, period, and then suddenly score five goals against you. So, yeah. Sunny had a very active game. Uh, pretty happy because his performance looked quite different from what we've seen uh, in previous weeks. His body language was much better, very refined. He did score a goal that I believe he deserved. But uh, at some cases, he was uh, out of sync with his... Uh, teammates i also think that money fluffed two chances two beautifully created opportunities by sane that should have been goals really should do better but uh overall i'm very pleased with his performance he also tracked back and defended really well so i'm also happy with that and now to a very impressive array of players obviously Joshua Kimmich was brilliant this game his passing was mind-blowing and uh I'm not just, that's no exaggeration because I think every single pass he made was a defense splitting pass. It was, he, he scans the opposition, he scans the team and then he just sends these through balls and they're beautiful. And I, and I think he is the heartbeat of the team in terms of, you know, uh, the engine that keeps the game running. He is brilliant and um, flawless game, honestly. Yes, maybe his defense could do a bit more work, but I think he's playing much more you know, uh, actively as a DM. And he's 
involved in a lot of defensive plays, a lot of tackles, interceptions, positioning-wise, really good. He did win uh, a couple of balls today as well, I think, in the opposition half. So I was very pleased with Kemish's performance. Jama Muziala, active, but uh, got out-muscled multiple times. And honestly, I believe this was not uh, the best of games from him. He tried to be active, but uh, at the end of the day, I think the Augsburg midfield and the Augsburg defense were just too physical for him to do anything useful. And uh, also, he did create a few chances, but I think the attack didn't do well with them. So I believe that... uh, his influence was snuffed out by Augsburg, who did brilliantly. You know, stopping Muziala is no mean task, but uh, Muziala, I, I, I just believe uh, he, you know, should find a way to deal with these uh, physically imposing midfield midfields and defenses because uh, he was marked out of the game. And I think uh, he did manage to create space for his teammates, which is a plus. Now, Davies and Cancelo, brilliant games. Uh, Cancelo deserved goal and assist. Davies, wonderful goal. Finally scores because Davies has been atrocious with his finishing, so at least he scored a goal. Cancelo, wonderfully taken goal, beautiful assist. He's playing like he's on fire, and uh, I'm very happy we signed him. Brazo masterclass. Uh, having Cancelo on the team is such a plus, and Manchester City, uh, Pep is probably pulling his non-existent hairs out because... This is one big loss. And Cancelo is a brilliant, brilliant player. And we know that he is going to make a huge difference for Bayern this season. And I believe that if he does start in latter stages of the Champions League, it's possible that Nagelsmann could use a combination of Stanisic and Cancelo or maybe even play Stanisic, sub in Cancelo, play Cancelo, sub in Stanisic and vice versa whenever we need a more defensive or more attacking output. Because that versatility, that depth... In the fullback positions is unparalleled and now that we have Mazrawi back he had a short cameo towards the end I firmly believe that Bayern Munich has the world's best defense right now and it feels so good saying it because we have longed for a world-class defense the defense that features world-class players in every position along with the depth also being world-class for a very long time and uh I mean, this is no slight at Rafinha or Bernat, but back in the day, they were not world-class. You know, they were solid deputies. They were pretty solid at being backups, but nothing more than that. This team has at least one or two players for each position in the defense who can play world-class for every position. And that is just mind-blowing, you know. And it only feels right that Bayern has this much depth because Bayern is a team that wants to win the Champions League, the Bundesliga, the DFB Pokal and every single trophy out there. And if you want to win all those trophies, you need the right depth. And this team has that. And what is also admirable is that Nagelsmann is using this depth really well. He's rotating really well. He's getting the best out of every single player, which is wonderful to watch because the players all look happy, they look content and they also are performing at their best. And they're performing as a unit which is wonderful. And I'm really happy that Nagelsmann has made these changes because he is coaching these games to perfection. And if he keeps going, you know, in this trajectory, I don't think a treble is too far-fetched. Yes, it's it's still a little early to say that Bayern are the best team in the world right now, but it's looking like Bayern are very, very difficult to stop. And I don't see any team in Europe that can convincingly say that they can stop Bayern right now because this team can score at will and they defend like beasts. End of story. Finally, 
Pavard, Upamecano, Delict, wonderful defensive performance, except for those two or three brain farts. That's okay, it happens. I'm not gonna kill them for it. Uh, Delict earned, you know, his 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 week off, maybe this entire month off, uh, till maybe the next couple of Champions League games because that game against PSG was massive and he was probably tired. I think Nagelsmann shouldn't have started him, but then uh, obviously he would have probably have to, had to play. Uh, a combination of Stanisic and some other players and I believe that uh, he still had to keep the Bundesliga race in mind but he did sub Delict out so I'm happy about that Upamecano very nice game uh, just uh, poor conceded first goal but uh, pretty solid from that point on uh, the second goal was uh, you know Delict just gifting them a penalty the third goal yes could have been dealt with better because the entire defense was ball watching but that was like on the entire team because everyone was ball watching and Thomas Müller admirably tracked back you know defend at least to try and defend that so that 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 man's a machine and I would love to see every single player emulate that mentality it doesn't matter you're 5-2 up against Augsburg and it's the dying minutes of the game but you still chip in for defensive plays you still bust your lungs and work really hard every single play because that's what has made Thomas Müller one of the greatest of all time he is in my opinion the greatest attacking midfielder of all time and I say this because Lionel Messi wasn't an attacking midfielder purely he was a winger during his prime years and that means Thomas Müller is solely at the top of the attacking midfielder position and respectfully Kevin De Bruyne can lace his boots and I'm not joking. Like, I really mean it. Thomas Müller is the best attacking midfielder of all time. Accolades-wise, quality-wise, everything. But then again, this isn't Thomas Müller discussion. I just want all the other players to perform with the same intensity, if possible, in these games. Mojamed Pavard, man of the match for me. Stunning game. Beautiful goals. Good defending. Really happy. I really hope he gets extended. You know, there's nothing else to say. Jan Zomer, pretty solid performance, made two vital saves. Not a lot he could have done about the penalty. The last goal was also on the defense, not as much on him because they literally left, you know, uh, uh, Cardona free, uh, you know, before the goal and he had all the time in the world to make the finish. So, yeah, Jan Zomer, I wouldn't put him on that. He's doing really well deputizing for Neuer and Neuer's absence. So, very happy with this team. Things look very positive. Bayern is looking like the team to beat in all three competitions this season. And it's looking very likely that they're going to go very far. Hopefully Nagelsmann keeps his trajectory. Just a lot of positive things in my mind right now. Very few negatives. Uh, and on that happy note, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I hope you enjoy this period of being Bayern fans. Because this was fantastic. And Nagelsmann's team has so much, you know so many positives so much tactical flexibility they can play as a back three they can morph into a back four at will he makes these small tactical tweaks all this flexibility is really great because it enables the team to adapt to the opposition and this will be crucial in the DFB Pokal and in the Champions League because no team is going to be one-dimensional when planning against Bayern Munich. They're going to keep changing tactics and Nagelsmann always has an ace up his sleeve. If he needs a more defensive play he he can change the back line to a back three at will. He can make Stanisic play more as a central defender. Or he can play Pavard, Upamecano and Delict together as a back three like he did today. 
if he wants a back four, he can simply bring in Cancelo or push Pavard to a right back role or instruct Stanisic to venture a bit more forward, you know, ask Davies to play as an inverted uh, wing back and that is it, you know, these changes. Uh, he can make Kimmich play as a six or more as an attack-minded midfielder at will. Muziala can shift from the wing position to the attack midfield position and vice versa. And whenever pressing triangles are formed, they can make the opposition, uh, you know, lose the ball, force errors. Just, just so fluid. Everyone can interchange positions with everyone else. This is a very, very modern version of football. And I believe Bayern Munich is evolving as a whole, as a club. This transition phase marks the evolution of the entire team to more fluid football in terms of you know the team functioning as a cohesive unit every player knows where every other player is the passes are almost telepathic and the play is beautiful so if this keeps going you know we are in for a treat the coming coming years and i believe the board has struck a jackpot in the coaching department on that positive note I would like to end the pod here. Thank you so much for listening to me. And uh, yes, I sounded a lot more positive today in general because I also feel better. My nose block is gone completely. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, make sure to rate, share, like, and subscribe to all of our pod. Uh, subscribe to us on any and all podcasting pl- platforms of your choice, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Megaphone, whatever you use to get your quality podcasting content. And ensure to also leave your feedback in the comments. Make sure to read our articles on Bavarian Football Works and check out our Twitter account at Bavarian FB Works. And we always encourage your feedback, your love, your support. And uh, as I always like to say, uh, just keep it coming because this is what fuels us to become even better and to give you the amazing coverage that we keep giving you. So signing off for today. Until the next pod, which will be related to you very shortly, this is going to be the flagship show, and it's mostly going to have me again. So you're gonna you're in for a treat this week. Thank you so much for listening. Feeling down, kunaf bi razian.